Hi, I'm Cynthia Farrell, owner and principal of 110 West Group. I work with leaders to ensure they have the organizational talent and culture they need to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy. I'm passionate about developing what I refer to as legacy leaders, those who lead with a balance and blend of strategy, authenticity, pragmatism, and compassion. In most of the episodes of this podcast, I'll share conversations I've had with leaders who have found that balance, who have made and will continue to make an incredible impact on the companies they work for and the colleagues, employees, and customers they work with. They are true legacy leaders. In some episodes, I'll dive into a concept around legacy leadership and share my thinking, experience, and stories. I am a storyteller after all, and a legacy leader in my own right. If you know of a fantastic leader that I should speak to, or a legacy leadership concept you'd like to hear more about, please head to the Contact Me page on my website, 110westgroup.com, and drop me a note. That's 110westgroup.com. Welcome to This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. This episode continues the Leading in Crisis series of this podcast, where I'm talking to legacy leaders about how they're leading their teams in our current reality. That reality is leading during a pandemic, something probably none of us have experience with. For more information on this series, I recommend listening to the first episode of this podcast if you haven't already. On this episode of This Is How We Lead, I'm speaking with Lonnie, who is a talent management, talent development leader at a technology company, a former colleague and friend, and I'm really excited to have her on the program today. So Lonnie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. So I'll start with the question that I think is so important and that I think is really the most important question to ask anybody is, how are you doing today? How am I doing today? Overall, today's a good day. I think the way I've been looking at things in terms of how I'm doing is I'm taking it day by day, just given the situation that we're in. Um, But overall, today I'm doing pretty well. What does pretty well look like to you? Pretty well looks like to me that I have myself at least organized for what I'm working on. With the situation that we're in, just given how much change the organization is going through, which then means our team is going through a lot of change, each day there seems to be a new priority, a new shift. And so it's very easy to get kind of disorganized. You you don't know what your priority is. Where today I feel like I understand my priorities I know what my team's going to work on. And so I feel good because I know what the next steps are. And some of the days you've had when it's been a little bit more challenging since we've gone into this crisis, what's been behind that challenge for you? So one of the things I'm reflecting on as a leader is I'm typically pretty transparent with my team and that's just who I am. That's my style. And of course, there's a difference between transparency and saying everything, right? One of the things I personally am struggling with this this new way of work is I myself have hard days. And so I know my team's having hard days and I don't want to put pressure on them to have even a harder day. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out how to manage my own stress, overwhelming kind of feelings and not put that on my team. Because I'll be honest, there's days it comes out 
and it just kind of bleeds out. And so I have to very quickly remind myself of being, I'm their leader and they can, they can vent to me, but I want to be careful that I'm not over venting to them as well too, in terms of frustrations. How do you find the balance for you personally in terms of, you know, how you're showing up as a leader and setting positive tone for them with at the same time being honest and authentic with them about where you're at? So I think one of the things that I've noticed I've, I've changed since maybe even four or five weeks ago is we typically would start a meeting with a course asking how you are, but sometimes it would go right into what are we working on? What are the results? What are we trying to deliver? And I think given the situation we're in today, it's changing every day. So every time I'm going into a meeting with them, it's what you just said. How are you doing? Let's put space to just talk about how you're doing. And then that opens up time also for me because they ask me how I'm doing. And I, I want to tell them how I'm doing. So I'm very authentic and honest with them that today I'm okay. And then they'll know the next day I might be like, I'm working really hard at, at being here, but I, it's tough. It's a tough day for me. So just really taking the time to put the space in these meetings that's not so focused on just driving results, but checking in on how people are doing. And myself also helping them understand where my head's headspace is at so that when they're coming to me for things, they will know why it might take me an extra two days to get back to them on something because my headspace isn't there yet. One of the lessons that I've learned, it is so important to, in an appropriate way, let your team know where you're at because it gives them permission to feel what they're feeling rather than just feeling like they have to put up Put, you know, put on this suit of armor and soldier on when to do that. And in, in I think we, we're seeing that in our personal and our work lives. To, to do that, you end up just pushing everything down. It doesn't make it go away. And you actually end up in a swirling place that can decrease your productivity even more. This is 100%, Cynthia. So one of the things that this reminds me of that you say this is, I think my team members are putting on their coat of armor because they, I have a good relationship with them and we work very well together and they, they do see kind of the stress and the things that are going on that they can feel through me. So then they're trying to put on their coat of armor so they don't want to upset me or get me frustrated because they want, they want us to be able to keep moving things forward. So we're piloting DISC right now with the HR team. The team will be getting together and talking about our stressors and our motivators. One of the things that we'll be doing is with my, myself and my team is we'll be sharing with each other what those are. So that will start to help us understand why we're maybe acting a certain way or communicating a certain way or kind of how we're showing up in a good or bad way from a behavioral standpoint. So it's giving us language to even help us talk through it because sometimes it's hard to even get language to figure out, to describe how you're doing. And when you are in a situation like this, where there's, there's this additional layer of emotion and crisis and chaos that none of us have experienced before, those stressors can come out even more quickly. They can yes. come out even more strongly and I think that, and this is part of why I love DISC, I think it is just a great way to, in a non-judgmental non manner, have a conversation around, you know, this, these are some of the things that 
you know, I react to it. And then having that awareness as well, because again, everything is just heightened right now. That's exactly it. And it's, it's in some days you can, you can take it in more and others, it is so heightened. And one of the other things that we're, we're starting to think about with this whole new remote work, depending on your style, depends on how this new way of working is working. So for example, if you're someone in a certain style, you love having FaceTime in Zoom meetings all day long, where others are like, I can't have another FaceTime meeting. I'm okay with the phone call, but I can't do any more of this. It's draining me. So it's been a way for us with the team. And it's also for me as a leader, I pulled out two days ago, I pulled out my team's profiles. I have two team members who don't want to use the video a lot. And I get it now based off looking at their profile, you know, and how it's actually draining them versus giving them energy where the other one needs to be on video all the time because being on the phone isn't enough. Are the ones who don't want to be on video, are they C's? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And the one that wants to be on the video is I. (laughs) It's an I. That's a great idea. And I love that you're using this time as an opportunity to really lean into DISC. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I am talking to more leaders about is this idea that you can in this period, even though it seems like this is the last time that, you know, the last period of time that you would be thinking about focusing on development, you actually can use this as a time to develop your people and develop your team. And what could come out of this could be really amazing. Is there anything else that you're doing as you're leading your team? You know, we talked about the reactions, the stressors, you know, it's important obviously to continue getting work done while at the same time allowing people the space to manage how they're feeling. Because like we said, if you don't, then it just gets pushed down. What are you doing with your team to give them the space to manage that that balance that they need between getting work done and navigating through the emotional complexities of the situation? So one of the things I will say that my team's fortunate is we don't have necessarily like day-to-day operations, like customer service, answering a phone line, answering emails, getting things done in like this exact time. We have the space to be more project oriented. We can push due dates and a couple of things out with some of the work that we're doing. So what I've done with that, I, I know my team has, has appreciated because they they share it with me is right away, I said to them, there's no such thing anymore as eight to five. There's no such thing because I have two team members that have small children. I mean, I'm talking under the age of three, you know, small children, and they now are having to manage working, raising, you know, their children at the same time and trying to get that done. And so one of the things I've said, you getting enough time to be able to do the things that you need. How can we adapt it? One of the things that we've done now is they work when they need to work. I have one, for example, that chooses to kind of be on and off for dips of the day and then works in the evening to do some things. And, and it, it works just fine. As long as I let that individual know, hey, I'm not necessarily going to respond to you at nine o'clock at night. But if that works best for you and we get what we need to get done by tomorrow morning, and then that person doesn't get online until 11 o'clock, I don't care. I've been constantly telling my team that. And then by Fridays, you know, saying to them, if it, you know, there's days you're going to be exhausted. So like, I'll even say myself, there's days where I send an instant message to them and I'll say, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I, I got to get away from my computer. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to be offline for the next hour. And so I think by myself saying that to them, it gives them permission 
to not feel they have to be online from eight to five or nine to five. They're seeing it in me. I'm working flexible hours because my brain can't sit in front of this home computer like it used to be able to for a lengthy period of time. My team's doing really well because of that flexibility and we're knocking it out of the park. I still can't believe how much we're performing. That's fantastic. And I think two of the important messages there, the first one being, you know, giving grace, giving grace to people. Everybody's navigating a new situation that they haven't had to deal with before, you know, whether it's kids at home or dogs barking all the time, whatever that new situation is, having to navigate that, having to, you know, worry about elderly parents or, you know, relatives who have illnesses. And so that grace, just extending grace to people is so important right now. And then what you said about leading by example, even if you said to them, you know, be flexible, we'll work with you, we'll flex with you. Even if you said that, but then you were like on the computer from, you know, eight to six every day without fail, asking them where they were, well, <laughs> that would send a very different message than saying, okay, I, I'm going to lead by example here and I'm going to step away for a minute, right? Yeah. So that, that leads me to another question, you know, leaders here have such a, a challenge in that they're having to lead their teams and that includes leading the emotional tenor of your team, right? And it also means leading yourself. So how are you taking care of yourself during this crisis? I'm not doing the best job of it. I'm trying to figure out how to manage it. I'll be very honest. I'm, I'm just, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time myself trying to figure it out. But one of the things that I am doing is at least two times a day, if I can, some days I can't, I'm literally leaving the house, going for a walk, getting some fresh air. I mean, I literally don't even put earbuds in because I just can't, ha I can't have noise, no noise when I'm going for a walk. And I'll say the other thing I'm doing is if it's Thursday and it's one o'clock and I have, I just am overwhelmed or frustrated, I'm not afraid to walk away from my computer. I'm not afraid to walk away if I don't have a meeting for an hour to just take a break and it's okay. I'll get back to it. It's not this, I have to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. It's, I have a job that I need to have done. I need to make sure we're staying on top of it, but it's really giving myself grace to say, I, my brain is fried. It's only one o'clock in the afternoon. I think I'm going to walk away for a little bit. And I'm also very fortunate. I have a great support. I mean, my, my husband is um, a great support system. And I recently, as you know, um, I recently adopted a rescue dog. And so I've had him now for basically four weeks. Before all this hit, I just rescued him. And he has been amazing. So we're, we're working on, we just started a online dog obedience class last Monday and now we're working on stuff in the evening, which is really fun for me to do because it's completely outside of anything I've done before. And so it's been like last night, we spent, you know, an hour outside doing all this, these fun tricks, which was really cool. Different way to use your brain. And yeah. So one, one last question I'll ask you, Lani. It sounds like your, your team is, you know, you guys are doing really well in terms of, you know, focusing on the work, getting the work done, which doesn't surprise me with the team that you have and with, you know, knowing who you are as a leader. So it's actually a two-part question. What's something that you've learned about your team that's maybe surprised you a little bit through this? And what's something that you've learned about yourself as a leader? So in terms of my team, I knew my team worked, and let's just even take me out of the picture. My team members, 
I knew they worked well together, but I didn't know how well. And so the nice thing I'll say about my team is they already were remote before all this happened, but now they're remote with the complexities of right childcare, all the other stuff going on. And the more, what I'm learning about is they have a lot of interaction together and they're leading on each other. So they're going to each other for things that maybe I didn't even know they were doing before. It brings me joy to know that they have that relationship outside of needing direction from me. They're going to each other to kind of help support with running ideas off of each other, bouncing things off of each other. And I think it's getting even stronger now that we're in the situation that we're in. And so they're really relying on each other in that way. So that's been, I think, a, a great thing in terms of positives from that side. In terms of me as a leader, I think what's interesting is I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm a, such a drive driver of results. Like that is just, if you ask me like the one thing that kind of I lead with, I drive with results, but I am, I feel kind of like I'm becoming mushy. <laughs> like I, when I talk to my colleagues who are at my level, they just think I'm, I'm so flexible and I'm, because I am, I'm like super flexible with my team and flexible with what they're doing. And I'm very empathetic with things. And I'm kind of getting more emotional and mushy because I just, I'm just so proud of, of how they're performing in a time that's been so difficult. I think for me, I'm just learning a little bit, like you said, the word, I'm learning more and more about giving people grace, right? It's okay. And we don't have to deliver every single result based on the exact time we said we do it. It's okay. Giving myself grace, giving my team grace. Nobody would say that's something they necessarily want to learn during a pandemic, but and I should say, and it's a really wonderful self-awareness that you'll be able to take throughout your career as you continue to lead really amazing teams. Well, Lonnie, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It was great to talk to you. And I'm really looking forward to continuing to see and hear about the awesome work that you and your team are going to do. Very Thank grateful you. to have you in my circle as, as a friend and a colleague and all around awesome person. I can say the same thing. Like I can't say enough about you. One of the things I think that's very special about you as a leader, as a colleague, as a friend is you are, are always thinking of others and kind of checking in and those types of things. It's very well noted. I really appreciate it. So this has been a pleasure getting to share and talk with you about this. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And with that, that wraps up today's episode. I want to thank Lonnie again and uh, look forward to having you guys listen in on the next episode. That wraps up this episode of This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn about the work I do with organizations and leaders to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy, please head to my website at 110westgroup.com. That's 110westgroup.com. And if you know of a fantastic legacy leader who I should have on this podcast, Use the contact me page on my website and drop me a note. Thank you again and be well.